1: There's been no shortage of commentary on NASCAR's Chicago race these past couple weeks. From road closures to noise complaints, residents have made their voices heard. What about the racing fans? Plenty of Chicagoans can't wait for the checkered flag to fly. So we thought that we'd check in with them to hear what they're most excited about for race weekend. With us to discuss are two NASCAR fans from our area, Neil Elkind from Buffalo Grove and Oak Park resident Don Anderson. We're also joined by Neil Steinberg, who's written columns about the race for the Chicago Sun-Times. So, Neil Steinberg, I'll start with you because you originally wrote a column. It was about your shock over the NASCAR prices, right? Which. I was trying to
2: imagine whether I wanted to go see it, and, and then I found out they were charging money.
1: Yeah, and, general admission tickets they range from two hundred and sixty nine bucks to three hundred and fifty three,
2: which strikes me as an awful lot to watch a car zip by. Again, you know, people, some people took that as some sort of damnation of NASCAR, and it wasn't. I mean, everyone's allowed to have their own passion. Although this one seems to be shutting down Chicago for a very long time. Yeah and, and that was sort of a critique core was based, but I you know, because it's a regular column Monday Wednesday Friday I can you know I'm not the only person in the world I said you know do you like this Tell me why. And yeah. I was, I, it kind of was almost a rhetorical question. And I was surprised and very gratified to have people like Don and Neil who wrote in and very clearly explained what they loved about NASCAR. And yeah. I printed those in the next column. I'm not some anti, I'm not the anti NASCAR person.
1: <laughs> you're you not know. the anti NASCAR guy. Yeah. Uh, you're clearing up your name. Yeah. So you called on readers to essentially just explain why yeah. is this appealing, right? Exactly. And so, were some of their responses surprising to you? Um,
2: yes. I mean, some compared it to baseball. And they said this is this archetype of this glory of American power. People were talking about Roman games and the Coliseum and this and that. Yeah. So, you know, there was some very people love this. And, and I was, you know, I was educated by them. We did a whole column of people yeah. explaining the, the glories of
1: NASCAR. Well, one of those people was Don. Uh, so you, you wrote in. What did you have to say?
3: Well, I I said a couple of things. First of all, um, I basically noted that auto racing is not less um, pointless than other sports it's just the same amount of pointlessness i mean golf baseball basketball they're all they're all activities that people enjoy and it causes I people mean, to get together
1: i mean i'd argue they're
3: not pointless uh, i'm a sports fan well <laughs> so am i and so the thing is i didn't say that they're pointless they're all about the same yeah. right and and so that's that's the uh, the big thing, and so you love what you love, and and uh, for me, auto racing was uh, a, a family activity that that has been going on for literally my earliest memories are of going to the uh, races at the State Fire, Fair Park in Milwaukee at mm-hmm. uh, uh, Wisconsin State Fairgrounds, and uh, I, I went to. Uh, Dale Earnhardt NASCAR Superman's first victory in 1979, wow. and that and that you know creates a, a great impression on those uh, are lasting on, memories. Yes, too. on a 12 year old or 13 year old or however old I was, and so uh, you know it's been part of my family and 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 the things I enjoy for a long time. But I live in Chicago, I love Chicago, so having the two things come together where Chicago. Which I love, and racing, which I love, coming together in a very unique way. That this is the first NASCAR yes uh, uh, street race. It's it's an amazing event that uh, I hope is quite successful.
1: So Neil Elkind, you wrote in as well, and you talked about NASCAR Chicago being the, uh, just a chance for folks to just experience our lakefront here in a new way, right? Do you think that that is what adds to the appeal of a street race in the city?
4: You know, I think that it is a chance for Chicago to show off something that we take for granted, and that is our beautiful lakefront in our beautiful city. If you had watched the NASCAR race last uh, weekend, mm-hmm. they had commentators already in Chicago, and you could tell how excited they were, and they already started showing off the uh the city. And Chicago does have a reputation among certain folks as being a violent place. In fact, some conservative politicians use our city's name as a euphemism for urban violence. And what better way to uh, contradict this than um, to have uh these viewers from many of them from the south yeah. and from other than urban areas see Chicago at its best. Hopefully they'll say, yeah. Oh, I'd like to go visit that place.
1: That's a great point. Isn't that a great observation? I was so
2: gratified. Great you know, observation. To, to me, sports is the same thing happening over and over again. So the thought that the fan base of NASCAR are the same red state haters who use this as a dog whistle, maybe. I mean, I I don't have a lot of optimism about them changing their minds, but it's possible, I guess.
1: Mm. You know, and and uh, Don brought up a, a great point, Neil Steinberg, where he's talked about, you know, this is the first time that uh, a, a streetcar race is is coming to this city. I mean... Does that add to the excitement? A
2: We've little reached bit out for to you? the Southland before we had the Bassmasters here in <laughs> two thousand. So um look, there's what I call the ice cream truck reflex. You hear the bells, you might not even be, want ice cream, but you run out with your change anyways, because here's your chance. And yeah. I've heard from a lot of readers who go, I don't care that much about stock car racing. Actually but, but if I don't see it now, when am I going to actually I have two more years after this to try it? Yeah. Um so it's sort of like, you know, it pulls into town and if you're ever going to Now's the time.
1: Yeah, and we heard uh, Don's childhood memory, but Neil Elkind, do you remember your your first time attending a race?
4: Actually, uh, I do, but I don't have that huge nostalgia for pro- for it. But my father uh, used to take me to stock car races in Shreveport, Louisiana, where I was a uh, a kid. And I was more interested in eating peanuts than I was <laughs> in uh, watching uh, the the uh, races. Uh, but, you know, the if I could just talk a little bit about um, the appeal of, uh, you know, NASCAR racing is that it is hypnotic. And, you know, as you watch them, you know, go around and around, and like baseball, it is pastoral. You don't have to, like football, sit there and... You know, give it your entire attention. You can get up, you can walk around, you can get some food. When you come back, it's still going on. And the beauty of watching it as a sport is you can see the entire field. Now, all the cars go about the same speed, So, so it comes down to strategy. And there's no better way to see that there's actually a chess game going on in front of you than NASCAR Racing, where you can see the entire track. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Let's hear from Gordon, who's been waiting on the line in West Rogers Park. Hey, Gordon, welcome to Reset.
0: Hey, good morning. Thanks for uh, taking it in. Uh, Yeah, I just... uh street racing i mean that's something you grow up in the 60s and 70s and you know everybody had their street races from small towns to big cities where the kids would get out and drag race and do donuts and things of that nature uh but you know the county fairs i remember one up in wisconsin jefferson county fair they'd go round and round and you'd get dizzy and have to walk away for a while and come back like that the your uh guest already had said it is Sort of timeless. It doesn't really matter. You're not picking up these guys. I don't have a. You have a roster of the car numbers, but you're not really pulling for these individuals unless you know somebody behind the wheel. Mm. Uh, but it's just sort of an odd sport. Um, you know, it's uh, been sort of politicized because of the southern elements and the whole Confederate flag. But you know, it is a national thing. There are. There are left, lefties like myself who enjoy the sport, you yeah. know, and uh, burning fuel. It doesn't mean I'm an anti-environmentalist, I guess. But
1: yeah. anyway, uh, thanks for sharing. I'll uh, let anyone else talk. Thank you. Thank you, Gordon. Appreciate your call. I mean, Don, do you agree with, with some of what Gordon had to say there? Well, I
3: think uh, the history of street racing is uh, uh, very interesting. It, you know, we've got... Uh, that's how auto racing developed, mm-hmm. and to this, to the idea of Chicago and auto racing, the first auto race in the United States was in Chicago. It was from Jackson Park up to Evanston and back. It was a street race. So this is 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 kind of bringing auto racing back to its heritage, but uh, uh, NASCAR has uh, predominantly or always raced on. Uh, uh, purpose-built racing circuits. So mm. this is their first time racing on a street race. Yeah, and, and
1: talk more about that because I, I, what I've been curious about is what typical race tracks and fences look like and and how it compares to this, like non-permanent setup that we'll have here well, in Chicago. Uh, well, uh, From a uh, safety standpoint, that's where I was a little worried.
3: Well, of course, uh, at a, a large oval track, uh, the speeds are going to be different. So the requirements for the, the walls and the fencing and things like that are, yeah. are greater because of the associated risks associated with a crash at those higher speeds. This will be a little bit, it'll be fast, but it's not going to be the same kind of speed that they would have uh, at the the oval track that Uh, was uh, used in Joliet. Uh, And that's the interesting thing about this event in this location. Uh, If you're an NASCAR fan, uh, up until an event like this, uh, except for, say, Indianapolis or, or Daytona or Richmond, Virginia, if you wanted to go to an event, you're driving out in the country where the where the facilities are built, I uh, used to live an hour from the racetrack in uh, Michigan, mm-hmm. and from the time the checkered flag dropped till the time I made it home, it was a six or seven hour or- ordeal because because yeah. the roads aren't uh, aren't made for this and and they're just not ready for. I, mean, car I can control, see why but, yeah. this
1: would be cool. Then I mean, it's come to you. At it, this it's point. coming
3: to you. But and, but
1: the,
2: the flip side of that, speaking of ordeal, is that there are a lot of Chicagoans who are not NASCAR fans and they just see this as this enormous imposition upon our goodwill you know they want to get from point A to point B not only for a month out of the summer but Mm -hmm. for two more summers to come and that that I think at least we have to nod in their direction and go we feel your pain thank you for being good hosts and Mm -hmm. being indulgent you know this was done to us and now we have
1: to live with it well speaking of that Neil let's hear from a couple callers standing by first up uh, let's go to Christine in Naperville Oh, hi, everybody. Thank you for this conversation. Um, you know, number one, here we are in Chicago with the worst air pollution in the world, which is, you know, from the fires. But my largest concern is the sheer amount of pollution and air pollution caused by this, um, this sport.
2: Yeah. And, you know, global... Well, let me reassure you, if you've ever looked at the Kennedy, especially now under the Reconstruction, it's got to be some tiny de minimis, as the lawyers say. Uh, I mean, this is a little extra, but wh- how many ever cars they have going
3: around is nothing compared to what we do every day just trying to get to work. Mm. And it's not like the Taylor... A Swift concert didn't have a carbon footprint. You know, something's got to light those lights. Something's got to uh, bring all that equipment to town. So everything yeah. we do has a carbon footprint.
1: Yeah, but Christine does bring up a, a very valid point and, and one that a lot of folks share. Uh, let's hear, before we run out of time, let's hear from Charla, who's been waiting. She's in Woodlawn. Hey, Charla, welcome to Reset. Yeah, I wanted to, uh, it's my understanding that the first automobile race in this country was here in Chicago, uh, 1895 Thanksgiving Day, and the top speed of those early automobiles in that race was uh, 7 miles per hour. Oh wow, that's a fun fact. Thank you for Thanksgiving sharing. Thanksgiving Day
2: and, and, and little boys threw snowballs at them. And they would stop <laughs> for repairs. I, I mean, we, we were a car center before Henry Ford, and so yeah, that's, that's it. Took off from where the uh, artist, excuse me, for where the Museum of Science and Industry is now.
1: Yeah. Well, before we wrap, uh, Neil Elkind, I mean, tell us what, what would you tell folks who are attending the race for the first time this weekend? I mean, how should they prepare? Well, what should they know?
4: Um, <laughs> the one thing I, I would tell them is. Uh, When you have the opportunity to buy earplugs, buy them. (laughs) The
1: noise, but can
4: I just say, you know, we seem to be missing uh, one of the pertinent points, and that is the glamour, you know, of this and how it will be associated with Chicago. That if you've watched Monte Carlo on TV, um, to the casual race fan, you're not watching the race. You're looking at Monte Carlo. You're looking at the boats. You're looking at the buildings. We are going to be, for the next three years, the Monte Carlo of the Americas. And uh, people all over the world will associate Chicago
1: with glamour. Hey, I love it. Well, I'm out of time, so I got to leave it there. Neil Elkind and Don Anderson are NASCAR fans from the Chicago area. They're going to have a great time this weekend. Neil Steinberg uh, might still need some convincing. He's a columnist for the Sun-Times. Thank you all. This episode of Reset was produced by Nadia Hernandez, and it was edited by Andrew Merriweather and Stephanie Kim. Take us along for your drive around the city by subscribing to our podcast. We'll keep you up to date on the biggest stories affecting our region and the country. That's a wrap for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you this afternoon.